When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat because you're listening to the Dubland Podcast with Suzanne and PJ. Dubyard, Dubland Podcast, up your ear holes. Hello there. Hello, hello, hello. Episode, what's wrong? I'm fucked, I am. I'm fucking wrecked. I'm a- a- episode 81. Hello I'm absolutely there. bollocks tired today. I don't know why. I can't sleep anymore. I've We're decided, getting off to a great start. It's though. like my body has decided to go and just never sleep again. It's like, ah, fuck this. Don't eat sleep. I don't eat sleep. So why are you, I don't care about your bad attitude, you big smelly rotten bastard. You. Right. Uh, so that's like the body has just gone, no, no more sleep it's anymore. It's a positive so, attitude to have. So I'm um, wigged out on... You're wigged out. I'm wigged out. I'm, you know, weirdo, <laughs> I'm, I'm all wigged out, man. I am wigged out and weirdo um, caffeine drinks. Well, kind of, well called, see, that's probably not helping you sleep. Well, no, today. Oh, so sorry, I can get through this. You, to keep you awake. So kind of I don't want to hear any of your shit today, Suzanne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm wigged out in some tropical. I found this um, drinks in the gym in this uh, little container. A BCAA super caffeine, 160 mil, whatever drink. So I'm a little bit kind of not with you, to, to be say, honest. That, that's the shit that kills people now. Is that like the, the oh. like that, you know, you need a defibrillator kind and of And then, thing? of course, I washed it down with a coffee. So the fucking heart is like pounding inside my chest. I can actually hear me heartbeat in We're my off. fucking head. You know when you get so, drink so much caffeine, your veins start to stick out in your fucking face and they start to swell and pump and nod and you can feel the blood moving around on the inside so of your head. You know when you can hear your heart, but from the inside, you know that? Like, like if you run really quick, do you ever do that? You yeah. run, you outrun yourself, and then all of a sudden you stop, and you can get those. You get this. It's like a, an ear swell, right? Of your heartbeat. Yeah. That's how we feel today, right. but with a lovely taste of sort of raspberry shit that was on the drink. <laughs> so I don't know. So that's my fucking story. I was up late last night though, because I had um, I want to say my first ever night out with the RNLI, my first oh, night on the lifeboat. Listen. So it was actually We great. talked about this last week. So you've you said they've obviously accepted you. Well, not particularly, actually. You have to go <laughs> they haven't in fairness, they haven't accepted me as a crew person at all, yeah. Right, but okay. You have to do sort of an introductory time. So uh, you, they meet on Monday nights for training and I turned up last night. Right. I was the awkward new kid in the block fucking thing, you know that right, thing? Okay. Where you turn up and you're like, uh, 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 and this is PJ, and PJ would like to um well he's hoping to become crew in the future. And we're going to have, would anybody like to be his buddy for the day you know this sort of shit uh, so luckily enough the, the fellow I was chatting to during the week he says yeah I'll do it rather you know so I'm like grand so at least I fucking know this much right, right. so then you get ready to go out in the boat right uh, and they do the safety briefing and all of course I don't know what the fuck they're talking about you know it's all this and the wind is blowing at the speed of five knots so we're about to west to southwest and we'll be moving in the northeasterly direction heading out we're going to do a tow exercise followed by I'm like I haven't a fucking clue well I just said to you I don't know what any of that means, right? Okay, can I may, may I just interject at this point and say, is that not shit you should be paying attention to if you want to be a seaman? I was paying, that's how I memorised it. I just don't know what no, a fucking means. No, you can memorise things. It doesn't mean, like, would you not ask me a question and go, well, what does that mean? Oh, it wasn't an appropriate time. Everybody oh, was right. nodding their heads, taking in the information. I was like, you know something? I'll find it out another time. So then we go into... I'll memorise it. So I'll ask somebody else. Oh, and then I become the total new kid because we go downstairs into the uniform room. So it's like, you know, I'm fire station or whatever and everybody's uniforms lined up 
up and there's all and of course I don't have a fucking gear I don't have any of this shit so I'm like using other people's hand-me-downs I don't know of lads who fucking drowned or just never came back or lads who just went off or whatever right so I'm standing maybe who there. just gave up the post let's yeah. say that let's, yeah but let's be honest I don't think anyone's drowned they, they haven't drowned that's what I'm look oh, Jesus Christ talk about the master of bad to publicity. be honest the RNLI have rang yeah, yeah. yeah he's out no problem at all yeah. I'll let him <laughs> down gently <laughs> So I get a pair of these uh, pants and you have to put on your yellow wellies. Oh, bless. I'm looking for a size 10 yellow wellies. Me and Collie, the other lads, looking for these size 10 yellow wellies. Can't find these size 10 yellow wellies. Right. So I just I'll try a nine. So the nine's too big. So it's grand. I don't say anything. I wear the fucking nines, right? And then you put on these big dungarees. I have to put on these strap thing. Kind of like salopettes that you yeah. wear... For skiing kind of thing? Sort of. Yeah. But I've never been skiing. Okay. So I don't really know. Right, I said, okay. see, this is what I do. I fucking pretend I know what's happening. And then I got a jacket thing, put it on. Then you have to put the life jacket on. Fuck me, those things weigh a ton, right? <laughs> have you got and it's any like a pictures of this here? Belt. Uh, no, I should have. I should have. Get one. Do you know something? Your man took a photograph yesterday. I'm going to ask him to send it to me. And hopefully he does it while we're having the podcast, yeah, right? Yeah, do. Uh, so I can put it up and you on get this life jacket. The life jacket is fucking heavy. Like it's head, there's lots of, and I get, you're getting shot, there's this GPS locator thing, there's like these straps in it for, you know, tying yourself onto the f- fucking bow, uh, there's like uh, flares, there's also, there's like these you're other equipped. levers and shit that you use for, for blowing up and floating around, you know, for fucking lads like me are going to fall in with a full bag of gear and just sink to the bottom of the fucking ocean. Uh, so there's all of this shit, then they put me into the little boat, we head out into the big boat. It was actually brilliant. Oh, so you go in a little boat. So we go in the big boat. You go in the big boat first. Go in the big one. No, 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 no. Uh, no, just say, well, we just went out in the big one first. Okay. So went out in the big one. Uh, we did. A little, it was fucking gorgeous out there. Fucking gorgeous. I was watching the sun go down, and I was, I was sitting. I was like, "Jeez, this is great. I'm into this shit. I can get used to this." Now, you and then know, one like of the women on the crew goes, "Yeah, wait, you see it in February when you're freezing your bleeding hole off." I was like, "Yeah, I guess she has a point, right?" I mean, in fairness, that's a good point. Out in the middle of the sea, in the middle of the dark, when you're freezing your nuts off. Middle of the night when you hear the... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Members, assemble! And you're running down the road and your wellies that are too small for you. Oh, yeah, all of that crack, yeah. So then got on the boat and I had one... Little pair of red wellies you bought in Duns because they didn't have any yellow ones to fit you. You can't, you can't wear red, it has to be yellow. No, I know what I'm saying, that's why you'd stick out. You'd have little pair of Paddington red Peyton ones on you. Little Mickey Mouses, yeah. What's the story with the new lads? Like, they didn't have my size, so I had to go to Duns. Didn't have my size, you know, yourself just turned up on what I had. So, A, I need to see a picture of you. B, um, I'm excited to see how long you persevere with this. Uh, Yes, I'm here. I'm hoping to give it a good shot. Like, it's it's really good. It's really good. They all seem really sound. And then I threw a rope in, did this thing for you. I'll throw a rope to another boat across the sea and all that shit. I actually got it on target, which is unbelievable. I was obviously trying to miss because I fucking can't do anything like that. And then, uh, you know, went out into the small boat then, the speed boat thing. Right. Called the D-Class, apparently. That thing is fucking mental, right? So you're you in this... like a bit of speed. Yeah, but there's no seats or anything. Right? You're on your knees, right? Now I'm 43 years old. I don't travel on my fucking knees, right? I don't travel. I travel on my fucking arse or I walk or I don't travel at all. So I'm on my fucking knees with three other men who are considerably younger than I am. Right. They know what they're doing. And this boat, it's like, I'm saying, that's not that bad. I got told it was a young man's boat. That's not that fucking bad. That's grand. And he says, do you want to go fast? I went, oh, oh, there's another speed. Now, this boat a young man's took speed. the fuck off. Right, and there's a visor on your helmet because when this thing takes off, you can't see where you're going. All you see is water, 
hitting you in the face, right? That's it. It's just water hitting you in the fucking face until he turns the engine off. And of course, I'm wondering, how can they do this? And it never dawned on me until we stopped that I can pull the visor down and just stop the water from hitting me in the face. Holy shit, my eyes were stinging, my lips were stinging. It even went into my nose. I was swallowing the seawater. I had gills full of it. Fucking gills for it. Oh, I didn't look, close the cuffs the on the fucking jacket. The water's going up my sleeves, into me into me fucking t-shirt. Uh, at one stage, like a child, one of the lad goes, come here, give me your wrists. And he closes up me fucking dick. Like I'm a fucking nipper. Like I, I just like going, you look at you, getting all wet there, you bloody ages. He pretty much, he, did, he, ne- he didn't say that, but he could have said it. He just went back to his mates and went, PJ Gallagher, you know, the comedian. Yeah, he was on the speedboat with us and they all went, what's he like? And they went to care in the community. That's what he's like. Yeah, yeah. Care but, and, in the community. Now this thing moves now. It's just like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, the proper. You're actually <laughs> over the boat, holding on. From I wasn't in the boat. I was holding on and flying over the boat. And then you stopped and got back in the big boat again. Of now, I was I was pretty happy with that situation. So did they say to you, "Do you want to do rotate on the little boat?" And you went, "I'm good for the little boat." I was saying, you need the little boat's all right. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll see a, the. I'll throw the I'll throw the rope. Hey, there's no the big point. boat because when you hit forty five, you're not allowed in the little boat anymore anyway. Because your body's just fu- crocked, right? It's so you've had your go of it. So that's I'm forty two. I'm forty three next year. What by the time I'm, I'd be in any way trained up, I'm going. They're going to be retiring me anyway. That's so true. fuck it. I'll stick to the big boat. Uh, for now unless they want I don't know what I'm going to do I don't even know how the fucking thing works so I'm just going to follow me now so, so what do you have to do do you have to go like every week every Monday night is your training night right okay. so everybody has to go on a Monday right. right that's it you go on the Monday so they make the no <laughs> I just want that to happen you go out and you do your exercise like a Ponty Pandy in uh, Fireman Sam I don't know the, the whole town know that it's usually Norman Price because he's a little fucking pyromaniac see bastard. I don't know I need these things I don't have nippers to no, force me to watch television watch it, no interest in sure how nobody's made an insurance claim or got rid asked him to leave the village I've no idea but that's what I'm saying to, to the, you know to the town of Dunleary all know that you all have to or do you have like you know no, you just the pager. Pager, yeah. And you just go bip, 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 like Alan from The Hangover. Mind you, I haven't said that. I don't know. I I don't know if they'll ever so give you've me been a pager. To, they probably will never give you a pager. Probably not. Um, so they'll just probably let you go out, you know. Do you and like look do you, at things? Do you like do you think that you'll know that you've made it when you get your own wellies? I don't know. I guess uh, yeah, hopefully if I get my own wellies I'll be very happy. Okay. Very happy. Steel toed yellow Wellington boots. Nothing makes you feel more like a man. Then steel toed Wellington boots. And nothing makes Yellow. you feel like the worst man in the world when you're standing on the boat and the one thing they tell you is that your job tonight oh <laughs> is to stay out of the way. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. Like, okay. I get it. I know. Do you know I'm what? observing. Maybe, maybe someday I'm somebody will join the RNLI and you'll be the person who'll go, Your job tonight is just to stay out of the way. Stay out of Watch way. me. I'm like, I'll lasso this rope. Do, 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 do. Yeah, make up. That'll be the one time I will make a Mickey of it. But I have to say, it's fucking great. What a great organisation. And of course, by pure fluke, they've teamed up with the GAA. So it's all teamed up. So last night, my first day ever, we got to make a video for the Dublin team with a Dublin flag to wish them all the best of luck. I was like going, this is the sort of serendipity shit I could get used to. I'm yeah, enjoying nice. this. This is fucking good fun. It was really good crack night. Now, I'm knackered after, which okay. is grand. My old arse can only take so much. It's true, but you're going to have to keep up with it now. But, yeah, but, but think it about great. how fit you are. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, imagine you did it a, two years ago when you just started your fitness regime. Ah, stop. You wouldn't sure. have been able for it. Now, they, look at you. That's like, that's a huge achievement. It's they would have pulled me out. I would have, been, I would have been mortified as well because I have to say, I had a little bit of a slippy bottom before I got in the boat. And I was warned that you could get sick. And fuck me, I don't know what I get. But I had a bit of a slippy bottom. I was like, here we go. This is going to be the night. Not only am I going to meet these people for the first time in my life. Not only am I going to be on a lifeboat for the first time in my life. Not only am I... Putting myself forward to be a volunteer to try and join a crew for the first time in my fucking life. Not only am I saying, maybe there's a chance I could go out into the sea and save someone else's life. Tonight, in spite of all those odds, what I'm probably going to do is get into all the gear and shite myself in front of a bunch of strangers I've never met before. Slippy bottom held tight. Thank you very much. I actually had to thank me bum loudly and, and audibly when I got home. I was like, thanks, man. You really could have let me down. You really, And you didn't. And you fucking didn't. Oh, uh, man, it's terrifying. It's so terrifying it, you go out by yourself, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but th- it's been an event for little week. Got a new motorbike. Sorry, I did. Did you? Is that your motorbike at the end of the road? No. No, okay. No, I did see one and I, and I wondered. I got a new motorbike. Could we driving it? No, no, it's just at home. I just look at it. Well, can I tell you what the story tell of the new motorbike is, right? Because yep. I know I've hijacked the first fucking whatever 15 minutes of this thing already That's with okay. talking shy. Went out and got a new motorbike for those of you that haven't heard. My motorbike was robbed by a bunch of horrible thieving scumbag shit to bed bastards who I hope their mickeys go on fire and their ma's fucking beat them to within an inch of their lives. But my motorbike was robbed. Uh, so I went out, got the insurance in record fucking time. So in fairness actually, to the insurance I, We talked about this when I went home that evening and then Joey said, oh, he must be ins- he was insured with such such because they pay within such such. Record time. Yeah. Record time. And I was delighted because they actually offered me probably just as much if not more than I would have got selling it That's so in good. a way the dirty scumbag bastards whose mouths should beat the side out to win an inch of their lives did me a favour oh right okay so I thought you know something I've never done it before I think it's time to buy myself a brand new bike One seven. I'm 17, I was going to buy a new bike. I, I spent time on the internet. I looked at one that was a similar to the old one I had. I was looking at the same engine layout. Right. I read everything. Yeah. I was there, this is the one I want. I found the one Very I wanted. Formed. It does everything. It's sporty feeling. An right. all-rounder has a box to put me shit. I right. need a working bike. Everybody says it's the most comfortable bike ever. That did it for me. Comfort is what I need the most. Comfort on. is I, key for you at yeah, this age Yeah, because I ride a lot of fucking gigs. I'm 42. You know, I've shit on my mind other than going fast. I want to get where Don't I'm going. Don't go fast, too dangerous. I want to go get where I'm going quick, yeah. safe, but most of all, comfortably. Right. So I order the bike. I go and I pick up the bike. New bike. I see the bike. I fucking love the bike. You love the bike. I sit on the bike. It's the most uncomfortable fucking oh. thing I have ever sat on in my oh. life. It's like a blade. It's, it's a like blade. sitting on a fucking blade. It bound, it banged it. Do you know that? That fucking boat I was on in my knees was more comfortable than my <laughs> new bike. Yeah, fucking is 12 grand, 12 fucking grand. Oh, and the thing man. is like a blade beating the balls off me every time I go out. <laughs> and now I don't know what to fucking do. I, they sell these jelly seats or something. Uh, I don't know. Where did you buy it? Megabikes? Yeah, I got it Megabikes. Where did you go and talk they're brilliant. Them? Because they can't fucking solve. They can't change the bleeding thing to be... More well, can you get a new bike with a more comfortable seat? Yeah, is sure, it a I'm going to lose a fortune if, I, if you, it's a new bike. You know the way it's like a new car. As soon as you turn oh, the key, you've lost yeah, a shitload of money. Oh, you think it's a proper 171? 172. 172, yeah. So, so what a, lot, here what a I am. fucking idiot. On the breadline, there's, there's BJ Gallagher buying new bikes and all sorts of shit. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Um, oh. Look, I think you should go and talk. Do you know what? I guarantee you there's somebody listening, though, who is into bikes. I bet you they know the answer to this. I bet you they'll say, I don't know, 
can you get like um, you know people who cycle don't they get can you wear a little pad of pant I know you're wearing a lot of action. you're wearing jeans today thanks for making the effort it's getting um, cold it's getting cold just get a heavier pair of tracksuit bottoms. I'm going to get tracksuit bottoms, yeah. I've no tracksuit oh, bottoms. Oh, sorry, you wear shorts. I've never you worn wear... tracksuit bottoms. Oh, because I figure you're, you're only getting into this active wear. I'm only getting so into it So you need a heavier pair of, like, of tracksuit yeah, bottoms. Yeah. But you have an in and lifestyle sports. So they could pay you in active wear now you do the VOs for their ads. Don't worry about the four grand. Just give us... Four grand. As if I fucking love four <laughs> yeah, grand right. for those ads. You're not getting paid four grand? No. You get paid lock. There's, are they on telly and on radio? I'll tell you how much you got paid. I got no, paid. I don't want to know how much you got paid. It wasn't four grand. 1500 it was for the two of them. For two? Yeah. They ripped you off, BJ. No, I don't think they did. It was like You need to work. go onto volcano.ie and look at the rate card. Is it across all of... Is it on telly and... No, just internet. Just just internet? Yeah, just oh, internet. Oh, no, Jesus, then you absolutely did them, didn't you? 1500 quid. Well, I, I did my best to do them. Yes, I did. <laughs> we, ha- I actually had this conversation the other day. I was talking to, uh, we were talking about Kyo's Crisps and that you just did that gig for Kyo's Crisps because you did one in Dublin, did one in Cork. And I was talking to one of the girls from Pure Company. I was on another deal with them. And she was saying about how funny you were um, and about Kyo's Crisps. But I was saying that whole thing. We talked about young offenders and that the actors were all like, I couldn't possibly. Meanwhile, PJ sitting there with a free packet of crisps going, what time do you just need me? I, <laughs> I will sell. I will sell my soul. And I nearly fucked it up. Why? Were they telling you? No. I nearly fucked it up. I'm never late, right? I'm no, never late. No, you're actually really good. I'm always on time. Day. Generally speaking, I'm yeah. very much on time. If I'm a minute late, something bad's fucking happened, right? Yeah. So they say, uh, be there. What was it? Be square. Yeah, so it was like I had to be there fucking uh, four o'clock to do photographs, five okay. o'clock for sound check. The gig starts at seven, right? Perfect. So they say, be there, whatever. I was like, yeah, no, no problem. Now, as luck would have it, that same day, I had to race a pig out in Wicklow, right? I did see something about that on so, the thing you work for. So it's a long story. I don't story, even want to know. It basically meant I had to race a pig, right? right. It was a 100 metre sprint against the pig, which I won, by the way. By you a eat snow. them now, you race them. Right, go on. Yeah, oh, oh you'd have loved it. It would have suited you down to the ground. Did you slaughter him after? No. no. I raced the pig, beat the pig, <laughs> the got pig. a trophy, and then his ma. So there you go. Sounds like a his perfect ma, actually, Sounds like a perfect Monday There's about 12 sausages Of his ma Still left in my freezer at home Oh good So there you go So right, yeah okay. Absolutely I knew you'd love it So there you go So I ate the pig And did all of that right Yeah And then uh, I was a bit tired After the race <laughs> Right Do you know what I mean I was a bit tired after the excitement race. Yeah it was a big ordeal I have a belly full of sausages Right After driving from Wicklow okay. I had done the, the show Earlier that morning I thought right I'm going to just have a quick lie down And be there at 4 o'clock right? Gotcha Went to bed Woke up at half 4 I'm supposed to be there at yeah. four o'clock. Now I live twenty miles away. Yeah, I need to get into town at half four. No, I've never worked with these people before, so I fucked it up. Man, there's nothing like being late. Oh, it's horrible. That feeling of being it's fucking hot. late. I hate it. You know the way when you wake up and you're bed drunk. You know yeah. the way you're drunk. Yeah. It's like for a like, second you're all like, oh. You're like your head is all lousy and twisting. You, go, I yeah. can't turn up like this. Better have a shower. Can't have a shower. Better have a shower. Can't have a shower. Don't time for a shower, but you can't turn up like this. What am I gonna do? And then yeah, end up having a shower like someone's touched you up. You know, you're like just going, oh, oh God. Oh, hurry You're up. wasting more time. Oh, hurry up. you're going quite Watching slow. Watching it off, crying to yourself. You're going to be in so much trouble. Oh, Jesus, you're in so much trouble for not being on time. Washing myself and rinsing myself, running around, jumping into the jeans and still damp. Bad idea. Oh, no. Oh, chafey, chafe. Balls get stuck to your leg for about well, an hour after. that's the difference. And then, uh, get, to, get there finally. I'm an hour and 15 minutes late. Right. When I finally get there. Okay. And uh, I was there. That'll never happen again. Fucking never. And they went. We'll never book you again. So that's yeah. Okay. Well, well. No. You see, this is the thing. Because they were like, oh, I'm thinking that'll never fucking happen again. 
And so the f- two days later, I have to do the gig in Cork. Right. And I thought, well, let's go. I don't have to do the same show. I'll just turn up time for the gig. So I'm halfway across the country. I'm about two hours away and I get a phone call. Um, no rush. We know you're a bit late already. Oh, PJ. Yeah. This was there four o'clock. I fucking did it again. I fucking did it again. They're never going to book you again. Unless, though, in fairness, I, I did. did. I had no idea. I did hear I you were very hit. funny, though. Yeah. You the got gigs hit went with well. Them. Did you? Did I, you got to, I was like, I don't need a soundtrack, it's grand. So it's just me and the microphone. She was there going, it's not you, but we need to bring people into the... Oh, it was horrible. It's all my fault. But I fucked up. I fucked up. The only two times I've been late in the last 15 fucking years was two nights in a row for the same people. Oh. So, uh, yeah. And they're a, a good, they're a really good peer company. I was at, I was at a, an yeah. event with them on... Last Friday, I got invited to uh, a luncheon. Oh, fuck me. I've never seen as much Chanel and facelifts in a room in my life. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. These are just women. Mad L ones. Yeah. They just, they, they Chanel's pref- the L one's perfume, isn't it? Uh, yeah, am Chanel I right number five. That? Yeah. It is beautiful, but I, do, I don't wear it. Per- yeah, but you have to be a certain age to my wear it. My mum wears it. It's kind of like really fucking Old Spice. It's like, yeah, it's uh, grand. Yeah, it I, I mean, they're, right. they're on a different par, to be honest, the Old Spice costs. You can buy it in Dunn stores over the Christmas, whereas, you know, you would have to go to Brown Thomas <laughs> for Chanel number five. Um, but yeah, so these women just play professionally luncheon. They like they just professionally go and they have lunch and spend, you know, like ridiculous amounts of money. Now, in fairness, it was for charity. It was one of the most amazing, like, we, it would be the same, like go to events a lot, like, but actually it was, it was I, I don't think I'd ever... I don't think I've really ever experienced anything like it because I'm kind of like, you know, life goals without... I would like to keep the movement in my face, but I'd take the, the Chanel handbag for what these women do. <laughs> um, but like, I had to put my big girl pants on because I got invited by myself. I got invited to a, a media table. So it was just me and eight, seven other people who work in media broadcasting or whatever. No influencers, thank God. Other journalists. Um, yeah, they're not even journalists. It's just people. But I didn't know anybody who was going. And literally then it was just a, a room full of, you know, if you go to a gig, like you get invited to something, nine times out of ten, you'll you'll instantly walk in and go, oh, how are you? How's it going? Yeah. But like the PR girl who invited me, Siobhan, I'd never met her in person before. We've only ever, I've only ever spoken to her on email. So I didn't really 100% know what she looks like. I have horrendous eyesight. So I was shitting my, like, and as I pulled up, the taxi man went, oh, look, they're all arriving in, in Tuesday. You're going in by yourself. I was like, I know. And That's I don't, nice I don't know anybody either. So thanks for bringing that up. So I went and had to stand by myself for five minutes on my own. I like, and I was real awkward. I knocked off. I'm usually fine, like, but I knocked off people. I nearly ripped the back of somebody's dress. My <laughs> finger cut in her dress. And then eventually, Siobhan, like, who works for that PR company, kind of whizzed by. And I said, Oh, I should I go? Oh my God, Suzanne, come say hi to the girls. And it, I, I was actually at the, at the table with like incredible people. Sinead Burke was at my table. You know, the little person. Sinead Burke, she's done TED Talk. And oh, I know exactly. She's a she huge, is, so, yeah. she's just uh, the best crack ever. I also couldn't see, I was just making the who's that face. Yeah, I made the who's that face. Yeah, you, I know, but know I do her. actually know yeah, who she is. She's yeah. incredible. So I was sitting beside her and she, she was great crack. But it, it was for the Rape Crisis Centre. Um, and it was the womankind lunch and there was a, a fashion show. And it was just, it was incredible. Like, it was really incredible. I was kind of just a bit like, there's all these amazing women, you know, and it's it's not a... The Noel, who was the CEO, was like, it's not a fashionable charity. Like, you know, rape isn't a fashionable thing to it talk about. Is not Do you know what I mean? So she was like, so there's, all, there's like 300 women in a room to, and men fundraising that, you know, they're very small subsidization uh, from government. And it was just, it was a really, really lovely afternoon. But it was nice to kind of be involved and included in that. But Siobhan had, had told me that they're never booking you ever again because you turned up late to both your gigs and she said that they were down in Cork. We she were fucking having didn't lunch. say that. Yeah. Oh, she didn't. You oh, actually you the <laughs> fucking dick off me. You would swallow an Jesus absolute Christ. brick. 
That was actually quite funny. I God, you did that. scare the shit out of me there. The first ever Dublin Podcast Festival is happening this September 19th to the 30th. Brian Reed from S-Town, my dad wrote a porno, Scroobius Pips distraction pieces, Criminal, The Memory Palace and Welcome to Night Vale are all coming to town. Joining them are great Irish podcasts like Jarlath Regan's and Irishmen Abroad, the women's podcast, Dubland, What's the Story Pod with This Feels Terrible. The all-day podcast extravaganza is an all-day event including Fair Game, The Sunday Sermon, Stoneface Film Podcasts, Inside Politics and Potter Rooney, with wonderful Headstuff Podcast Network pods like Personality Bingo, The Alison Spittle Show, Juvenalia, No Encore, Reviewables and With Relish. That's the 19th to the 30th of September. Definitely an event not to be missed. Tickets are available from Ticketmaster and usual outlets. More information on DublinPodcastFestival.ie and Headstuff.org. The Dublin Podcast Festival is brought to you by Headstuff and Aiken Promotions. I wouldn't. I wasn't even going to go there, but I have to ask you now. Now that we were talking about the rape crisis yeah. and all, there's the biggest story in Irish news at the moment, right? Yeah. Is George Hook? Yeah. And what he said on his radio show. Yeah. Right? Can I just read what he says? Let read me try it. and find it, right? So, News Talk is a national broadcaster. He has over maybe 150,000 listeners. He is an iconic figure within broadcasting. Everybody knows who George Hook is. He's a sports pundit, but he's an incredibly intelligent man. Um, and he has this primetime show. And it's fair to say he's a well-known contrarian, right? Very that- much so. He comes out with... He does come out with very off-the-cuff comments and has, it, it, to put it into context, he has made a, a comment about rape two years well, ago as well. Is, but yeah, this is what he's talking about the, 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 uh, this Olympic athlete that apparently okay. raped this woman. Uh, so he says, she was passed around, went the story, right? And apparently she went to bed with one guy and he goes out and another guy comes in. She doesn't want to have relations with the second guy, but he forced himself upon her. It's awful. But when you then look deeper into the story, you have to ask certain questions. Why does a girl who just meets a fella in a bar go back to a hotel room? She's only just barely met him. She has no idea of his health conditions. She has no idea who he is. She has no idea what dangers he might pose. But modern day social activity means that she goes back with him. Then is surprised when somebody else comes into the room and rapes her. Should she be raped? Of course she shouldn't. Is she entitled to say no? Absolutely. Is the guy who, be, who came in a scumbag? Certainly. Should he go to jail? Of course. All those things. But there is a personal responsibility because this is your daughter and it's my daughter. And what determines the daughter who goes out, gets drunk, passes out and is with strangers in her room. The daughter goes out, stays halfway sober and comes home. I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I knew what the secret of parenting is. But there is a point of responsibility. The real issues nowadays and increasingly is the question of the personal responsibility that the young girls are taking for their own safety. Someone needs to get... Uh, hold on, no, the, let's, let me get to this. Hold on, let me go. Oh, they fucking took it out. They took it out. But basically it goes on to say, um, is there no blame? Should no blame be... A, is, is the person at no blame at all? It's kind of what, yeah. where it went. That if, you, this, if you're a woman and you're out there and you go with these guys, do you par- share no part of the blame was essentially the point that was made. Mm. And to say there's been uproar is putting a miley. Like, there's been fucking... So they discussed it on Claire Byrne Live last night um, and the hotel group that it's a huge advertising and sponsorship I've campaign. I've done gigs for them. Yeah. It's a lot of hotel group, They've yeah. They've pulled their sponsorship out. Um, some... 
really, really high profile journalists and contrib- contributors to News Talk have all said that they won't. Mary Coughlin, who is an Irish singer, was on Ivan Yates talking about her tour yesterday and three minutes in to her interview, pulled out of the interview and said that she takes uh, Humbridge in what was said. And, and at that point, she wanted to have her say on it as well. Yeah, don't get that now. Don't go in or go in. Well, anyway, she wants that's to make her point. Whatever, yeah, I guess so. Um, but George Hook made an apology. Oh, there it is. Yeah. But there, but is there no blame now to the person who put themselves in danger? That's the exact quote. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what is your take on it? No, there's no blame. No, no, there isn't. I t- I tell you what I have on this. Right, go I on. think that rape is a different crime. You know what I mean? There's other crimes when you go right. Say me bike going missing, for instance. Yeah. Right. I could have fucking locked it up better, right? Unless you're from the insurance company, please don't listen to this. I could have locked it better, right? You got the money now. I locked it. I did lock it. I chained it. But I could have put it out the back. I could have stuck it in the fucking shed. I'd still have it, right? Yeah. When it comes to burglary, if you leave your fucking house open, whatever. Mm. Ah, fuck it, you know. And there's an element there of, ah, you had it coming. You deserved it, right? Mm. Uh, And that's kind of not justified, but it is. No one's going to give a shit about it. I think it's different when it comes to rape Mm -hmm. because rape is a different crime to come forward out of. Mm-hmm. You know, does that make I sense? Completely get So yeah. whenever you've got a crime, it's no big, to reporting of it is no big deal. I right? was mugged. I was, my I house was, was burgled. My oh, bike fucking, was robbed. I was, I was, and yeah. then there might be an element of, you were walking around, you were walking up and down North Inner City, Dublin with a fucking camera around your neck taking pictures and you didn't expect someone to take it off you. Yeah. You fucking idiot, right? That's, there's a fucking point to it. Yeah. Right? We all say it. And there's also a point where we say, you know, you got to warn people that there's horrible fuckers out there. You've got to try and take precautions. Yeah. But rape is different because it's a crime that you have to, because it's always your word against mine. Just uh, And it brings the victim into question, of question. Yeah. so much more. So it's grand. If I don't mind being brought into question, could you have locked your wife better? Yeah, fucking probably could you. Yeah. There's no shame in it. I just fucked up a little bit. Mm. And then some... C- fucking prick yeah it was yeah some cunt robbed me right yeah. and then anything else is the same if I get mugged yeah probably shouldn't have been pissed walking up there on me own like a fucking moron and then call this bloke a prick when he said something to me I could have yeah. fucking got away with it rape's different because to come forward at all takes a huge mm. amount on the woman's part a mm. fucking huge amount and then as soon as you come forward the questions arise and getting questions about anything else it's not that big a fucking deal mm-hmm. but being questions about that one crime in particular yeah that's it, it, it's a different fucking kettle of piss as far as I'm concerned it's so a my, my take on it is and I think that like I uh, have never been a victim nor am I a survivor of sexual assault sexual abuse or rape as a woman yeah. I am I have never been um, but my take on it is is it's a, I, th- I actually think that that step you're talking about is that you're talking about going and you know saying to someone be it a parent a, a friend you know someone in authority I have been raped or I have been uh, sexually assaulted that I think that's that's just even a further step I think for women or for men who are victims at that time before they become survivors of it that for them to even make that step I think for George Hook or anyone or anyone to lay any form of blame is wrong. Yeah. Because you are not. And, and and that's my take on it. So I think regardless to you even getting to that step to having to go and, and talk to somebody about it and begin that absolute heinous process, you know, of having to sit because you will be questioned. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, there's we need to 
educate I need to educate my son I need to educate my daughter I need to educate them about consent and look yes look there is bad big bad bold people in this world there is fucking scumbags in this world who believe but you know Rape isn't just about being down an alley and some fucker holding you down. Rape happens in homes, happens in marriages, well, happens... Yeah, there's, a, there's actually a new idea yeah, of what rape know, is. Exactly. And it's, and it's that, like, you know, don't forget, up until very fucking recently, you couldn't legally rape your wife. No, exactly. She was, was your I was wife. going to say, yeah. What do you mean a rape? We're fucking married. Yeah. And that was actually a genuine... That oh, would be considered an excuse. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. That, so rape is a different thing now. So, that, so that's It's not it. just a lad with a mask sneaking into a gaff or no. pulling someone down the fucking no. alley. Like, and, that's, and that's it. It's it's that... And actually, uh, funnily enough, because we, we were saying about that I went to, to the rape crisis lunch on Friday, uh, Noel, who's the CEO of the Rape Crisis Centre, had a great analogy of... I say, you say to me, do you want a cup of tea? And I says, yeah. Like, actually, no, I'd love a cup of tea. And then you make a cup of tea and you go, do you know what, actually, I'm, I'm all right. I'm not going to have that cup of tea. And then you go, no, you'll have the cup of tea. You fucking and you, will. You will. You'll have the cup of, yeah, I've made that cup of tea. You're gonna, and it's like, no, actually, I've changed my mind. I, I actually don't want that. I know you've made the cup of tea. Yeah, but, yeah. but actually, do you know what? I don't want this cup of tea. And it is as simple as that. And I, you get lost in the semantics, semantics of, of, of it all. But I think for George Hook, look, I don't believe in a social media witch hunt. I don't believe no. in any of those things. And I think that, that that does become a problem. But at the end of the day, I think George Hook is an extremely educated man. I think he's a very good journalist. But for to be perfectly honest, I think there was certain. This is my opinion. I think there was a certain element of it that he looked at it and went, you know, she put herself in danger. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you're hammered drunk, if you wear a short skirt, if you've got heels up to your eyeballs, it makes fuck all odds. It makes fuck, nobody has any right to do anything to you. And the minute he points a finger, anybody points a finger, you're wrong. You're wrong. There's, yeah. there's no good context for that. You're, and he was wrong. I tell you what, my and that's my. I definitely agree with you. 100 percent agree with you. That's my take. On Do you it. know what my only problem with it is? Here's my controversial hunt. bit. Huh? Is the witch hunt? No, 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 it's not even that. No, no, fuck that. Whatever. Okay. But here's my controversial part. Go on. Right. So the controversial part for me is mm. is how do you discuss right? Without the victim blaming thing, how do you just go back to this, the discussion about that crime as we do every other crime? Mm. You know what I mean? As oh, in, yeah. you gotta be you got to be able to... Like, remember years ago, it was, oh, self-defence classes for women were... Not, it was considered a normal thing because there is fucking predatorial, horrible fucks out there. Yeah, for men and for women. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, generally if a bloke gets attacked, he's getting beaten up. It is different, right? It's fucking different, it is. You know, if you get... T- like, you know, generally stuff. Yeah. Or... You know, if 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 a if a man gets sexually abused, it's gonna happen probably when he's a kid. Yeah, but not. I don't not, know. Not, I don't not, know. Not I'm speculating. Like this is the thing. Like because sexual abuse, sexual assault, and and rape happens to men to to you know to grown up men as it happens to grown up women. Yes, the numbers yeah. aren't as high, but how many how many men come forward and say that they oh, have I'd been say very very little. You know, any. do you know that kind of yeah. way? So so I think. In, you have we have to start having that broader scheme that yeah, you yeah. look at it in the in that broader sense that men women yes it is more prevalent in women you know yes. but yeah I guess have, we just yeah. don't have the stats in that but no, I don't. will say there's, it's hard to have the discussion now. So you're talking about censorship? No, of spe- I'm of talking free about no, yeah a bit yeah, but not to the point like because if you can, if you're gonna say. Right, let me get this fucking right. I just think we need to have... Because the, there's rapists out there, horrible fuckers out there, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do about that at the moment. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. We all want to hate these mm-hmm. people. We all want to get these fuckers off the street. But they still pose a danger, right? Now, you can do nothing fucking wrong and these lads are going to get at you. Mm-hmm. Nothing fucking wrong. Yeah. Because they're predators. They're predatorial people, right? Yeah. So, 
you still have to be able to have some form of discussion of about just staying safe mm-hmm. and not just with that crime, with anything, with mm-hmm. any fucking crime. You know, if I go on holidays on my own as a lad, I've, there's precautions I've had to take. No one has the right to attack me for any fucking reason. Yeah. But if I, it can happen, right? Yeah. It can fucking happen. So it's hard to have that discussion without it being transferred into victim blaming as yeah. well. It's See, hard. It's just yeah, a hard thing to separate. Think, That's all I'm saying. That's think, my think, only take on this whole fucking thing. I think you're 100% right. there's no right. fucking way you can blame victims. You yeah. just can't do it. You can't fucking... Yeah, you can see, never turn it. around post-crime yeah. and say you can't. You can't when a it. thing is done, it's fucking done. Yeah. There's never a there's justification no for it. it. But pre... Unfortunately, we live in a shitty world where... I think we, you're right in what you're saying. If we don't know who they are, we can't fucking catch them, right? I think... And you can only work on the next generation coming up that you say, this is the way it is. This is what consent is. This is how it fucking Absolutely. works. Absolutely. And, and that's a consent thing. And I think, and I think again, there's that line that we're, again, we have to look into as well. And it's, it's, which is said within, within context of what George Hook is saying, but he was saying, if the girl wasn't as drunk, you know, well then, she, what, she wouldn't have been raped or was she too drunk? So then she, do you know, it's, it's the, and that's the bit that I have a big problem with because sober, drunk, hammered, any of those things, they're really all irrelevant. Yeah. She, she, she is a victim. Yeah. And please God will be a survivor of it. But at the end of the day, you know, you're not pointing the finger at going, you, you fucking raped her. So how drunk were you? Were you a little bit drunk? Were you very, very drunk? Were you in between drunk? I there's guess no question. It doesn't matter when you're a rapist. You're just but, a rapist. But that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's this, she's the one who's answering all of these questions. And it's just, it's irrelevant. So this man has come along. He's raped her, but yet we ha- she has to sit there and go through that interrogation of what were you wearing? Did you look a certain way? Did you, you know, did you make advances? Did you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's just fucking mind blowing. And that's, yes, you have to have that conversation because you have to be safe in just every realm. That's, of, that's of what life. I'm saying. That's my thing. And yeah, I understand to, that. That's why but I I'm, think this what, conversation George, is fucking important for everybody. Absolutely. But what, George Hook, but, but what George Hook did. In that, in those sentences that he said, oh, I know. It's the last he laid sentence. blame. It's the he last sentence. He laid blame sentence. on her, and yeah. that's and that's uh, that's just unforgivable. I think it's the last sentence. But is there no blame now to the person who puts themselves in danger? I think that's like, the sentence that, that caused all the damage. Me off. I think that's the sentence yeah. that caused all the damage. Yeah. And I nearly was on the verge of defending Hook until I read that sentence. I was like, nah, I, you just can't. Well, see, this is the thing. I didn't. I, I missed it because I was obviously at the I was at the rape crisis centres uh, luncheon on Friday, so I missed that. And then I kind of missed it over the weekend. And I sat yesterday because I was like, I can't make any type of kind of fleeting or otherwise thought in my head about it until I sit and kind of find out what exactly he said and I read through the statement and I read through everything that was there and there's so much online about it and everybody's you know doing whatever they have to do um, or they have their feelings on it but at the end of the day the bottom line is is for any woman or man who are sitting maybe listening to his radio show and I like I and I I just think you have a power of position or you have a position of power George Hook has a position of power and I just think he made a very, very big error in what he did. And I just think that you, at the end of the day, one of the things that we should, everybody should learn from this and one of the biggest statements and the positive that should come out of it is that you never, ever, 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 ever in any circumstance, there's no blame to be laid yeah. on a victim. Just thing is, my only, my only other problem with it is this is the conversation I want to hear on the radio. 
Yeah, but I think everyone's, af- I think everyone's afraid to. I, I think people, a oh, lot what? of people are afraid to talk about it. But you know it. what I mean? Rather than the whole, get rid of him, fire him, get him the fuck out, right? Maybe mm. that's the right thing to do, maybe it isn't. I don't really know, yeah. if I'm 100% honest. No. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But I want to hear this. Yeah. I want to. Hear, I don't want to hear the outrage. I want to hear people sitting around talking about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and also what we That's do. What I, I want to hear this. I want to hear. I want to hear women from the rape crisis center yeah. on the radio saying this shit yeah, that well, you're saying. Fairness, I want to hear. This was on. I saw a little bit of her on Claire Byrne last night. Now I, I got interrupted because my teething daughter decided she wanted in um, on the party last night. But I did get to, to hear a little bit about that. I haven't heard any conversations on, on about it. But I think. I think if the only positive that might come out of this is that we do, because again, which before this had started, these were the conversations that Noel was talking about, the CEO of the Rape Crisis Centre was talking about on Friday, about that those having those conversations that I need to make my children aware of dangers, but I also need to make my son and my daughter very aware of what consent is, and that needs to be taught in schools, yeah. which we never had, and I think you know, it, you know and also just sexual awareness for kids and, and what it is, because we're in, I personally for me and I I have a daughter and I you know I'm I'm married and I'm in a loving relationship but I fucking worry because now for teenage girls everything is so sexualized their bodies oh, are so man. sexualized that it's like sex I know it sounds like no, a no, real you're right. but I've sex got, is such I a fucking like, important thing I felt like thing, such like, an old fuck yeah. the other night right because I'm driving through the city I'm coming back after me gig right mm. the cow's gig I'm yeah. coming back through the city right and I'm in the car and I go past it's obviously some fucking teenage disco thing now I remember going to these things kid and we're in baggy jeans and we were all so ashamed of ourselves oh, yeah. you know like big fucking jumpers and trying to look You'd wear moody. a swimsuit with a t- t-shirt over them yeah, for all fear of this shit, would you know, see big like... fucking runners yeah. and hair everywhere and I'm passing by and I'm not joking there's hundreds and I mean hundreds right of teenage girls right yeah. and they're all it's fucking chilly enough now as well right <laughs> Like you know, you know, it all fits without the risk of sounding like a fucking elbow, right? And there, ice. There was more skin, Suzanne. <laughs> hey, I am not joking. I don't everywhere. But like, it just shows, right? For yeah. me at the time, it's like I fought, I just felt like an old man. I was there. This is the way the youth are now. Jesus Christ! Look at them all around. That's couldn't be more than seven ten. Fucking legs. No, see, those skirts uh, were around. I wore. Not, oh, no, uh, no fairness, is, I wore. You're talking 300 girls, right? I'm 300 you, lads, right? I wore knee socks. Oh, I remember being but 16 and 14. skirts up I, to their ass. I literally, Every one of them. You could see the cheeks of my hole. I remember oh coming God. down the it's stairs and my dad now. fucking going. Absolutely, I was going to a freedom disco. I worked for a pirate radio station, and I remember coming. I had black short pleated skirt. I remember having. Now I, do you know you? I needed a mooch. I was a fucking ugly teenager. I had knee high socks, and like that, like. And I remember coming downstairs, and my dad just being like, "Don't even just go back up, yeah, and we'll start again." I, like yeah. so. Girls it's did. definitely different though. Well, it's see, different I think now. I'm tell- it's different. No, there's, it is. There's I, no way nothing at all. Even the fucking is, lads. Have the, there's fucking 16 year old lads with their shorts open down to about here. Their the And their skin tight shorts trying to show off their mini man muscles and all. And you're like, this is a, You're just jealous because they're more ripped than But you. they're just so. Yeah, well, there's but that. You see, but they're so sexualized, right? They are very sexualized. We, because we were, I remember when I was their age. No shit. I was hoping someone would have. You used to go down the train tracks, right? This is serious, yeah. right? We used to go because we 
you're dirty little boys, right? You go down the train tracks where the Belfast train used to come in because right. porno mags oh, and all. We they were this, banned yeah. in in the Republic of Ireland, but up the north you could get them. So all the dirty elfins that were up there doing a bit of business, they'd buy a dirty magazine. They'd probably read it on the train. Have a is, little. Which is the worst way of getting into the Mile High Club ever on your own in a train rather than with someone else <laughs> on the plane. And you're not in the sky. Right, and yeah, it's just shit, <laughs> you're right? You're on the ground. And then before they would stop, they'd throw them out the Colester station because the next one was uh, town, right? Right. So you, you get the odd bluey, right? That was it. And blue. those pictures were so bad. We'd be looking at them going, is that a virgin? Is that a gay or is it a pair of knickers? We hadn't a clue. Hadn't a clue. Because everything was so hairy back yeah. then, right? <laughs> and now, like, those kids have access to the fucking porn hub, to red shoot, to all this shit. And they're so, they're sexually so quick, so much quicker. Yeah. So much quicker. Yeah. Like, man. It is worrying. Because we talked about this, I think, before, about there was a thing on Channel 4 about... Uh, about a woman's body and what a woman's body looks like. So, like, her boobs look are fake. They're fucking rock hard. They just sit up there like big bazongas. And then everything is flush and, you know, like, this perfect, neat, tidy little vagina sitting yeah. there. And it's everything like, is waxed and lasered and her skin is supple. And I'm like... They're more kids then. The girls are going... Like, I know what I mean. Like, I literally, like, hadn't a boob. I'd nothing like... Do you know what I mean? I, like, my back looked like my front. Do you know? But, like, these poor girls, because, as you said, like, for us, it was you wore a short skirt and knee-high socks, but there wasn't the makeup. There wasn't the hair. There wasn't any of those things. Like, I no. look... Like, I look at 13-year-old, 14-year-old kids. kids. I know I know. I sound like an owl. No, kids. kids going yeah. out that I swear down they would... They would pass for 21. We have a lot of problems with that. And we have a lot of problems with the sexualization of our... Are we just L ones now talking like L ones? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've lost touch. I'm fucking out of touch. I don't know. But I just just hope that we... And that's the thing, which I don't know if we do, but I'm not versed on it, that we have the education and the sexual education that's there for them to have awareness about their body and for awareness. Like somebody said something about, I was watching a thing about um, about teenage pregnancies. I have my kids, obviously, you know, I've only had my kids in the past four years or whatever. So yeah. I was in my 30s having my kids. And someone was saying, you know, we need to, oh, there was a girl that was educating Greater Manchester and she was, she would have her first baby just before her 16th or 17th birthday. And she said, oh, I had my first baby when I was 17 and I wanted to learn that her life isn't over. And I kind of sat there going, of course it isn't. Her life isn't over and every baby brings its own happiness. But also, like, I would want Hannah to go and live the life that I led. I want her to go to, to college. She can do that if she has a child. But she will, if once you have a kid, once you have oh, a yeah. child and you have that responsibility. Oh, yes, it's me who, hasn't, who knows nothing me, about it. Nothing prepared me for the responsibility of having a child. Because you go from just only having really to worry about yourself and you'd kind of take your, your other half into consideration whereas everything vaguely aware there's yeah, someone else living in the house you know there's somebody else there and if you're stuck <laughs> for money you can go and ask them to help you out but when you have a, 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 per, a child in the mixer it is all consuming and I just think that at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 whatever those is I would love every guy and girl to go out and have the have an absolute fucking blast travel go to college do everything that live to your full potential because you can get stuck at home like I was walking the floors last night with a teething baby and it's hard at 37 at 17 years of age I can't even with support from your mum or your dad I can't imagine what that's like I can't can't get my head around fuck me how did we get here George Hook I asked you all about George Hook you actually made a nice light story 
about being at an event. Yeah, I was delighted. Raising money for a good cause in the right place. And then I got all, I asked you about George Hook and all of that sort of stuff. So there you go. That's how we ended up here. Trust me to bring down the tone as usual. All Ireland final weekend. Although it is something. I just think the week that's in it, I think it's just. We have to cover it. It's an important thing to talk about. Everybody outside Ireland is like, what? Everybody should be talking about this shit without fear. That's what I think. To be honest, we should be talking about everything without fear. Uh, that's what I think yeah. to be honest but anyway there you go, there you go. even even now talking to you about it I'm still a bit afraid someone's going to fucking take a, a dig do you know that way I'm sure they probably might yeah yeah because that's whatever. what we talked about last week it's that right to get it wrong yeah yeah the right to get it wrong and then I was so sure that last week and now I'm not so sure anymore <laughs> Isn't that the beauty? Oh, actually, can oh, I just can I just me. say? So my website. Speaking of getting it right and getting it wrong, Susie says dot com. So my website that I wrote. Can I just say? Um, I wrote the redundancy post and we talked about it two weeks ago. And I was terrified putting it up. I was re- I, I genuinely didn't sleep for a week with that post. Did not you sleep, freaked out? Yeah, freaked out about it because here's the stupid thing, right? I worked for a company who didn't give a fuck about me, but I gave a fuck about hurting their feelings a year later, even though I really didn't talk about them. How pathetic is that? So anyway, that's all shelved, but it's had like nearly five thousand views on my website, and then her family ran it as well. And with the the messages and the tweets and the uh, thank you. Because loads of people who listened to the podcast sent it yeah. and sent me really nice messages and thank you. I re- so I just want to say thanks. Also, there was a man who sent me and I can't find the tweet and it's driving me mental because I wanted to show it to you. Um, he was made redundant and then he set up his own company and he makes beds for dogs, Madra beds. Oh my oh. god, you want to see them? They're the most fucking incredible things I've ever seen in my life. I'd like, like I'd sleep on proper four poster style. They're just like these beautifully <laughs> handcrafted wooden things, and I can't find them. So he listens to podcasts, I think. So hi, but your beds are incredible. I'd buy one for like my kids. Are they called Madra beds? They're Madra. Madra something. I was looking them up last night and couldn't find them. But anyway, so thanks very much for that. Uh, people are very, very amazing and it means a lot. And um, can I just say it's all Ireland weekend? Yes, it is. And I still have no ticket. I have no ticket either. I still have no ticket. The biggest game of the year, the All-Ireland Final. You'll have no ticket. Dublin and Mayo. Dublin about to I win got, three in a I row. I got no ticket. This is the ultimate final, by the way, for those that don't know. Do those that can't take this in, right? So, Mayo have not won in All-Ireland since 1950, whatever the fuck, right? There's this so-called curse on this team of Mayo, right? Because the last time they won it in the 50s, they were celebrating on the back of an open truck, open back lorry. Oh, you're going to tell the story about it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you've gone. Have we told the story? No, it doesn't matter. Explain it. So... The, the celebration was on and a funeral went past this uh, this lorry, right? Yeah. And uh, they wouldn't get down off the back of the truck to stop celebrating. The horse! So, the priest said, as long as you men are alive, oh. Mayo will never win another All-Ireland. To this day, they haven't. There's still three of those men left alive today. So it's I thought been, they were all dead now. There was three left. I thought One they were One of them lives all. in the States. No, I'd say the dubs are probably paying to keep them alive. <laughs> I'd say it's Dublin supporters <laughs> digging deep into their pockets to keep those three lads long alive and kicking, right? Well, you know, Dublin, that's all they have is fucking money. <laughs> and nobody else stands a chance because <laughs> fucking Dublin and all their fucking money. <laughs> so, they've never won it since. So, it's been over 50 years. They've been in more finals than any other team and never won it since. And now they're playing Dublin. So, it's the perfect underdog story because Dublin are the first team up to win three All-Ireland titles in a row since the Kerry team of 1970. So, this is the first... It's a huge, huge game. It's the big one. It's the All-Ireland final. If you don't know what that's like, imagine the Super Bowl and make it passionate. That's yeah, what this is. Yeah, and make it, like, big. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, it's, gonna, so it's a monster, monster game in Ireland. I've gone 
to every game so far. As usual, the bandwagoners have jumped on and now there's no fucking tickets going and I'm really struggling to find one. I got a few people on the sniff. Uh, so where I'm on, where I'm on for you. So we have we're just we're just I'm looking for you. And but here's I'm getting the, on to my our contact. And it's a good uh, day for me out as well because in spite of all of that, right? Yeah. My birth family, the family I was adopted from. Right. They're from Mayo. Oh, are they? And I'm Dublin. Right, so, so they're Roscommon, but they're from their parish's Balladrine, which means they support Mayo, right? So right, Mayo's okay. their team. Yeah. Dublin is 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 uh, my team. So it's a huge one. It's a right. personal huge one as well. Uh, but it's a no grudge ticket. match. It's the biggest grudge match ever. It's going to be fan bleeding tastic, almighty to Christ is what it's going to be. Uh, and I just don't know what the story is about getting tickets. So I hate this shit. I hate this shit. And every fucking year, it's the same thing. Every year. It's not like it's a rant about every this type of thing. Every fucking year. Right? I stand there in, the, in Hill 16, freezing me bollocks off in the January well, and the February. Right? Well, sometimes. Right? Well, I don't. I go in and I might go home early. Yeah, but at least I fucking go. So right? about you and your primos. So I'm going there and then uh, I'm standing there in the hill and then every single time you get to semi-final every single fucking time all of a sudden everybody says they've gone to every match you fucking haven't I was there at the start you weren't there I was there at the start there was nobody there I was there there was fucking nobody there it's a load of bollocks it's a load of bollocks it's a load of bollocks and you don't deserve your fucking tickets and you shouldn't be fucking hounding them and wicking them off people who are are, are going loyal in and out and in and out the whole bleeding time it's a pain it's a pain in the man tits it really is and I tell you something of a, I'm, I'm fucking raging over it and I don't really know um, there's no you'll way. get a ticket I do and I fucked up because I do have my season ticket I was about to say why, why so, does this happen to you every year about your season I'll tell season. you what happened this year right? because I'm an idiot right so I'm an idiot so I do have to unfortunately after my rant take personal responsibility <laughs> so what happened was I lost my bank card my bank card, I changed the details. Oh, I didn't then my ticket him. payment was missed twice gotcha. and that twice two ticket it put me out of the final. So I I should have a ticket, no problem, if I didn't if I wasn't such a dickhead. But there nice. you go. I am a dickhead and now I can't go. Oh, which might be okay because I have to go to Cork that night anyway to start filming the next morning for Young Offenders again. Okay, before we go, before we finish, call it anyway. Are we going to win? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, done by at least six points. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. I'm really nervous. Do you know that? Like I'm genuinely really and there's a part of me I will say because I haven't gone to games this year I'm a massive Dublin fan but I have two kids and they are absolutely having me on social lockdown it's a disaster Um, if I get a ticket I will be so thankful to be there but actually do you know what there's a part of me that I don't know if my nerves can take it like I'm terrified I'm terrified I'm a bad loser like when it comes to Dublin I'm a bad loser <laughs> So I don't think I could cope because out of all of the counties I really dislike Kilkenny but also up there I really dislike Mayo. Yeah. And I've actually asked Dublin players about this. I've gone, what are your thoughts on Dublin on Mayo players and they've gone what you think is probably confirmed. They're just right. not a sound bunch of lads. I don't I've I'm yet to be proven to the latter. Maybe they are. Maybe Aidan O'Shea is a absolute stellar human being. But uh if we lose I could be I could be I don't think I could take the walk from Croker. We'll never You hear know the when end you see it. people no, you'll never hear the end you'll of it. And never. everybody can I just point out if if you don't know GAA don't live in Ireland. Sky Sports will run if you're if you're in the UK or away Sky, or wherever you are. Sky Sports will run the All Ireland. They will, yeah. Promise me what you'll watch the All Ireland, right? Watch it now. If you listen to the Dublin podcast or you have any affiliation with Dublin, you'll support Dublin. Other than that, <laughs> you will not. Su- the entire country, the entire world outside right? of Dublin. So everybody, hates Dublin. so the, so there's two million people live in Dublin. Maybe you'll have I don't know a million of that might support the Dubs. The other three million will be like, fuck them. 
<laughs> hope they fucking lose, hate the dubs, and then they'll tell you all the reasons why we should lose. Yeah, yeah, they and, hate. And none of them are down to the... None of them will go, actually, because they're incredible. Like every other team in the GAA, they're just on form, they're totally dedicated, they're just on a winning streak. It's happening for them, like it's happened for Kerry. And they seem to forget that the tide does turn yeah, in GAA. Yeah. Our day will come. And the tide will go back out and the famine will go with it and we'll be like, bye-bye, Sam. No See one will ever say, none of, those, none of those people will say, well, this is the golden age of football and we're watching probably the greatest GAA team that have ever played the game yeah. out there. So, yeah. All I can say is that I up the dubs and I really hope that Kev plays on Sunday. I don't think he'll start, but... He, he won't start. No, I hope he comes on at some point. Yeah, he won't start. Of, he won't start, no, no, he definitely won't but, start. But um, he's kind of, he will be on and he will I make a huge impression on the match no I matter what happens. So. Yeah, I hope he does. So, yeah. Anyway, before we go... Just as we've another podcast recorded, we're flying through the time today. What time? How long have we been talking about this? Oh, jeez, hours. Sorry George about the very Hulk serious tone King. in this one. It just, uh, yeah, I guess it just over. came up. Um, don't forget, Monday, the 25th of September, PJ and I are doing our Dublin show live in the Sugar Club in Dublin. If you fancy a night out, a bit of comedy, you want to come, buy your tickets, ticketmaster.ie. And we'd really like to see you. And if you're coming, by the way, oh, We'll talk about it in the next podcast, but the badges. If you've asked for a badge and you live in Dublin and you're coming to the podcast, I'll give you a badge at the podcast. I promise you. Because just realised it costs a euro to send a badge to everyone. 80 quid. And people are passive aggressive about it. People are going, oh, you haven't replied. I'm like, it was, I didn't think it through and I don't have 80 quid to spare. And then somebody really nice sent, it was like, if I send you the postage, will you post it to me? I'm like, oh, that's really, that makes me sound like a total poverty. But no, you're grand. I will get, I, I've started the process. And it's writing all the envelopes and send them all out, but I will get them out. But if you're coming to Dublin or you're going to be in Dublin or you want to come and see the show, um, I'll give you your badge at the show. Deal? Deal. Buy Let's your tickets, it. come and see us. and uh, we'll See, there's see the very, very first ever Dublin Live in Ireland's very, very first ever Podcast festival. Yeah. So don't miss it. Yeah. Now, can you remember all this? Because you're doing the six o'clock show on Friday. I'm doing it on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah. And the other oh, way, you don't. You do get there and you forget about I don't everything. I have to remember. Like, I'll be saying to the people to uh, remind me. Yeah. And then it'll be grand. Okay, well, mark my words. So go on, on on Friday on six o'clock show. My name won't fucking come out of his lips. I It'll won't. be all like, my podcast, <laughs> Dublin, has had over 400,000 listeners. You're number one in the actions. But I just sit there pontificating. I'm going to do that now just for the crack. Just you to do annoy it anyway. You. Just to annoy you now. You do it anyway. My podcast. I can't. Just somebody else comes in every so often. It's just, a, it's just a noise. <laughs> it's a noise. Right. Anyway, that's episode 81. <laughs> Boom. Done. Uh, thanks. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details.